Welcome, welcome everybody to the Assuminati Podcast. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Yeah, welcome back. Woo-hoo! All right, we'd like to thank everybody for listening to last week's episode on the big games ads, the, the Super Bowl commercials. That sure it was, was super yeah, that, exciting. That was a lot super of fun. Duper. Revisiting these targeted ads that we get to see nonstop for the rest of the year. Yeah. It seems like they're everywhere now. Some of them have kind of, they've kind of grown on me. The others, uh, no, I'll try again next year. Go get you some mayo. That's get right. Some crypto. It is all over. Or some crypto. Or some crypto. Ding, 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 ding. We have a winner. Yeah. Which is what we are tackling this week. Remember to, to check us out on Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, YouTube, anywhere you can find podcasts. There. Like there. us and subscribe. There. Smash that like button. There we go. Mm-hmm. There we go. I think it's right here. Or subscribe. Yeah, or here. Subscribe. Subscribe. Somewhere in this region, there's a like and subscribe. That's right. Follow in some cases. Okay. Well, like you mentioned, crypto seemed to be the hot topic this year, so we figured mm-hmm. why hot not? Topic. Let's tackle it. We're experts in everything. So why not lend our expertise to the people when it comes to I'll crypto. give you my opinions. But these are only opinions. These are not to be taken as financial advice. Please don't consider this financial advice. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't trust me with my own financial advice. You're talking about three apes with, uh, with nothing but opinions and not giving out actual financial advice. All right. No, no financial advice. None here. Having We're said just that. here to educate you. That's it. We're, We're here to have we fun. Know. We're here to have fun with some crypto. Yeah. And, uh, as they did on Super Bowl Sunday with four or five different companies targeting us with their ads for cryptocurrencies with celebrities and tricks and shenanigans and QR codes. So let's break down. Only above. We're going to break down what the big deal is with this crypto. Is it a yeah, fad? Is, is it here to say? What's the big deal? And what is the big deal? So what we'll do is we'll turn it over to Uncle Crypto Bobby. Hey, thanks for having me on your podcast, oh, guys. Thank you for <laughs> thanks coming. for joining us, Robert. Thank yeah, yeah. All right, well, let's talk about crypto. So if you're like most people in our audience or just general people, you may not know what crypto is. And so that's why you're here. You want to learn and I'm here to tell you what it is. So cryptocurrency, it sounds big, it sounds scary, but what it really is, is just a form of currency. So it's a digital currency that was created back in like 2008, 2009, after the, you know, the Great Recession. And people were really upset. They'd lost some money. And groups of people came together to like figure out, you know, what's the future going to be? And you may have heard reference of some dude. His name was Satoshi Nakamoto. What'd you call me? Satoshi Nakamoto. Oh, that's a name. And oh, got it. Bless yeah. you. Yeah. So Satoshi may be an individual. He may be a group of people or he may not exist at all. We don't but- know. He, he wrote a paper, it's nine pages long, so it's not like super in depth, but basically it outlines, I don't know if it's a he or a she either. So like, mm. do I refer to it as an it? Mm. I don't know. There's mm. a lot of debate around this. And you could really pronouns. fall down a rabbit, a rabbit hole 
on, you know, who or what Satoshi Nakamoto is, but laid out this future currency. So I'm not going to like recite the nine pages to you. If you want, you can find it out there on the Google. Just be careful because it took me a while to find the right white paper because there was a lot of websites that advertised to have it and they just want you to sign up for something. Find the real one. Sounds suspicious to me. Yeah, you got to be careful. Um, But you can find it on bitcoin.org. That's the source. Well, it's got a .org. It must be trustworthy. Okay. Yeah, it's an organization. Everybody knows. Yeah. So cryptocurrency is a digital currency. So if you think about, you know, throughout time, like you're familiar with the dollar, um, familiar with gold, way back in time, you know, they might have traded things like throwing rocks at people. I don't really know. But what gives currency value? So Matt, if I was to give you a dollar, what would make that valuable to you? Well, Robert, I believe it would be whatever I could get for that dollar. Yeah. So, you know, maybe that dollar is worth it to you because, you know, you can go to Brandon and you could give him that dollar. And he's like, well, I want the dollar, but I'll give you, you know, my iPhone, whatever. And so, so currency is only is worth as much as you can get out of it. So, you know, you want an iPhone seven? So. Might for be another dollar. Dollar. Maybe it's for a dollar, dollar. one dollar. All right, cool. Um, cool. At the rate so... inflation's going, you know, a dollar is probably what it's worth. Okay. But, yeah. um, you know, the first currency was just barter and trade. Like, you know, I'll rub your back if you rub my feet, you know, type of thing. Like, you get something out of it, and both I'll are take, I'll take edified and uplifted. So, digital currency, so cryptocurrency is simply that. Um, so, it's a digital currency that started out and they for Bitcoin, that was the first one. They designated there would be 21 million coins max throughout all time. And so it started out worth nothing. It was worth zero. And but as more people began to obtain said coins, and there was a demand of people saying, Well, I want those coins, now it became worth something more. So very much like the dollar you know, if people want it because it, they can use it to get goods and services, now the dollar's worth more. So so that's what cryptocurrency is. So that all sounds confusing, but let me explain a little bit more around like how it works, how you get it, etc. So it sits on something you may have heard a term called the blockchain. The what? The blockchain. blockchain which sounds super intimidating. So Mm -hmm. the blockchain is simply how many of you have ever just used, you know, Microsoft Excel as a ledger. I have. Yeah. I've spent so much time in Excel that I've been referred to as an Excel wizard, which I don't have a cap, but I've been called the Excel wizard. Can confirm. Yeah. So Excel is just uh, basically has a row many rows, millions of rows. That's what the blockchain is. It's just a series of rows. So every row in the blockchain or in Excel would be a transaction on the blockchain. So the very first transaction would be, you know, Satoshi Nakamoto created this coin, right? He now owns it. Well, now if Matt comes along and says, well, I want that coin, 
another row would get added to the blockchain that says Matt now owns said coin. And every transaction that has happened from the very first coin to now, there's a new row on this ledger. So that's all it is. It's just a, it's like your checking account ledger that shows every transaction that has happened. So that's the blockchain. And why, and why, why did this become a thing? Did we talk about well, that? Yeah. So I don't think I dove into it too much. You want to hit on that, Matt? Yeah, I think so. Back in 2008, uh, when we had the financial collapse here uh, in the States, uh, I think it was Lehman Brothers, well, about uh, two weeks after that, that's when Nakamoto came up with, is, am I saying that right? Nakamoto? Yeah. Nakamoto. I said it wrong before, but that's when he came up with this whole idea. People had lost confidence in a centralized bank uh, per se. And so that's what uh, kind of bore this new idea of having a decentralized um, location for, for a, a ledger. Yeah. So when you talk about decentralized, like a traditional bank, you know, it's in one location, right? And that's where they keep all their records. And if somebody broke into that bank and took the big ledger, like they wouldn't know who the money belonged to. That could be a problem. Right. Uh, the blockchain, that, that register is basically saved on every single computer connected to the blockchain network. And they all have a copy of it. So every transaction is getting backed up everywhere. So if Brandon, our hacker friend here, wanted to go and hack into the blockchain and change it, he would effectively have to break into every single computer at the same time to change the transactions, but not just change one transaction. He'd have to change every transaction back to a certain point and then every transaction subsequent following that. So it's basically impossible to hack the blockchain. Right. It's got so, some checks and balances all throughout. I think yeah, too, people, people really like the anonymity behind it, right? People can make anonymous transactions Mm-hmm. Whereas with the bank, you have to go in and sign your whole life away, right? When you want to take a loan out or when you want to make any kind of transaction, you have to verify your identity, all of those things. The internet provides a little bit of anonymity along with that. So people, I think that was another attractive feature of the block blockchain and, Bitcoin. And everybody can, be. everybody can go and audit those transactions. Anybody who has right. access to the ledger. That's yeah. pretty pretty neat. That's something that does not happen in the current banking system. You can't just go audit Bank of America. It doesn't right. work like puts that. puts the control back in the hands of the people. Yeah. Power yeah. to the people, baby. Yeah, and it's not controlled by any government. I, it's literally like anybody can connect to this blockchain and create value. So, so the question is, how do you get a Bitcoin? So the original way was you had to mine it. So Brandon, have you got your mining tools? Got your shovel? Put on your hard hat. There's gold in them there hills. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, it's kind of like that, only not so much, less dirty. Um, but the mining is, like, I didn't really understand what the mining was originally. So I had to go look it up and read into it because it was really confusing to me like what mining was and they're like I'm it with takes you. so much energy I'm, I'm totally with you <laughs> yeah so um so i looked into it and what it is is essentially mining is computers that are going and doing that auditing 
and the calculations on the ledger. So every single transaction that is done. So if I was to go and you know trade some Bitcoin with Matt, that will add a, a transaction to the ledger. But every time you do a transaction, they have to go back and recalculate every transaction from the very first transaction. And every single computer on the blockchain is essentially going and redoing that calculation to audit that, yep, this is it. And then every one of those computers is applying that update to the ledger at the same time. So mining is simply going through and redoing that calculation. And so in order for the cryptocurrency and the blockchain to operate, you have to have these computers going and doing it. And the way they outlined it is you would be given a, a, an award for doing it, but it's not every single person that has mining doing it. It's the computer um, that can do the calculation or the puzzle solving the fastest is awarded those coins. So Matt, if you were to go and do that and you were awarded coins today, that's not a bad payday. That's nice. It's worth like $38,000 US yeah, dollars to Bitcoin today. As of um, this episode, Bitcoin is worth 38,759. Yeah, just a little bit of chump change. Yeah, so you know, you can mine the currency and you're gonna need a big supercomputer. Um, lots of energy. There's lots of talk out there of, you know, is it even worth it to mine stuff? Um, because the cost of the energy, your power bill supporting this supercomputer in your house to mine the Bitcoin now, it actually will cost you more on your power bill and the, the equipment you used to buy to do it than you would actually get in rewards for mining Bitcoin. So like the average person, like just don't get your hopes up. You probably can't mine it unless you're willing to go purchase like the most sophisticated computer on earth that does nothing but mine Bitcoin and you're Mr. Burns and you own a power company. And then think about how, how quick your phone goes out of style or your laptop and just mm -hmm. picture, picture what is happening with these machines and how many times yeah. the brand new, bigger and better machine comes out. And it's yeah. times that by two or three with these Bitcoin machines. Yeah, Man, for exactly. sure. Exactly. So if you're like us, just average dudes, how do you get crypto? So you can now go out to places. And if you watched the Super Bowl, you probably saw some ads for several places that would love to sell you some cryptocurrency. Um, you can go out there and you can offer them, like, I will give you my US dollars and you give me some cryptocurrency. So it's as simple as just trading it. You'll pay a small transaction fee, very similar to if you were to go out and buy stocks or bonds or whatever. Um, but there's a lot of coins that you could choose from like you've got bitcoin you've got um ethereum you've got dogecoin or as i like to call it the doggy coin um <laughs> and there's a whole bunch out there so you know pick your poison i don't want to make a recommendation like where's the right place to go um i will say coinbase.com has a lot of tutorials and stuff for beginners that you can go and read and get educated on it and then if you think it's something for you you could just purchase it from them um not only can you get educated too with those tasks on coinbase and i'm sure some others but they're willing to pay you uh in some some coins to do that so if you yeah. go out there and, and do a few tasks and learn and watch some videos or whatever then they will award you some of these coins just yeah. something to keep in mind i made like 20 bucks the other day in coins 
And like, I feel like a real wealthy man now. Yeah. You got some coins. I got yeah. some education and some coins. For those of you who watched the uh, episode last week or the Super Bowl itself, that was the QR code commercial was the famous bouncing QR mm-hmm. code from Coinbase. Yeah. Yeah. They, they executed well on that. So, um, yeah. So should you buy cryptocurrency, you know, that's up to you, but you know, hopefully, you know, some of these basics we gave you, like this was definitely the crypto for dummies episode. Like you might've picked up a couple things, but it's super complex and hard to understand. So, you know, hopefully the explanation was somewhat helpful. No, it was good. Virtual currency, right? It's just a virtual currency, which is the way the world was headed anyway, right? How many, how many of you hold on to the almighty dollar? Maybe sometimes, right? Really everything's just swiping cards, Venmoing PayPal. A lot of people are worried about the dollar, the dollar losing value too. So there's that to consider. Here's the thing. That's actually a real thing that's happening. And you hear the keyword of inflation. That's super real. So your buying power on the dollar two years ago was more than it is today. And, you know, we could do a whole episode diatribe of inflation, but inflation is caused because you essentially you're adding more dollars to the out in the world, which, you know, governments do that. Now that same dollar you have can buy less goods because there's more dollars out there. So if, you know, Brandon has a hundred dollars and Matt has a hundred dollars, and then I decide I'm just going to print out a whole bunch more. And now I have a million dollars. Well, I can go and buy a lot of stuff, but that means my, the people are going to want to charge more because there's a bigger demand, right? So now the dollar's worth less. So, you know, inflation in the U.S. is, the last year has been a little over 7% in the last year. So that means your buying power is 7% less. Yikes. Right. So when it comes to why, why cryptocurrency? We, we know what it is, and that's kind of the why. <laughs> Once you understand the what. Bitcoin, for example, let's use that. That's the king, the the queen of the crypto world. It was the original. It's what everything else copies. And if you pay attention to trends and lines and stock market type programs, you see that all these other cryptocurrencies follow Bitcoin and their path. So let's talk Bitcoin as an example here. For anybody who watches like CNBC, Fox Business, any of these channels, Cryptocurrency, specifically Bitcoin, often comes up when they discuss gold, which is interesting. They compare Mm -hmm. Bitcoin to gold, not necessarily other currencies. And that's because there's a set supply and people are hedging against what Robert and what Uncle Bobby said earlier, inflation in many cases, the devaluation of the dollar. When you think that that dollar no longer has as much value as it used to, you look for ways to hedge your bets or to make up your losses, diversify your portfolio. Gold is typically where people would do that or investors or hedge fund. Well, originally the dollar was on the gold standard. And so there was only as many dollars as there was gold. That's no longer the case. Now we can just print money whenever we want. And, you know, if, you know, right. if you're really good at operating printers, you could make your own dollar bills. Right. So what we're dealing with here is virtual gold, many people call it. 
There's a set supply. People have assigned value to this. Just like yeah, the, the more term. people yeah. that want these bitcoins, that it's going to raise the value, and that's how the stock market works too. Exactly right. But if people decide, you know, I don't really want it, I think it's too risky, then the value is going to drop, which is what we've been seeing with Bitcoin. It goes up, it goes down. Who knows where it's at any given hour of the day? So that's I think and that's there, one of the... therein lies the conspiracy, right? Because mm -hmm. you can you can have some people that can um, make a big deal out of the Bitcoin or the cryptocurrencies uh, to kind of create a fire or create um, some need for this thing, right? So mm -hmm. as long as there's a need or you see that there's value in it, then there's value in it. Yeah, as so, long as people are talking about it, like Elon, um, you know, he puts something out on Twitter and it goes up or he says, oh, I'm going to sell it all. And it starts dropping. Right? So many have, have accused him of manipulation in, in both Bitcoin and Dogecoin. He is a big mm -hmm. fan of both. He has, and he has accepted both his payments in some form or fashion. He happens to also own a lot of both. And so he, yeah, he can easily send out a tweet to his millions and millions of followers and almost command the price in some cases. And that, that could be yeah. considered manipulation. He has been and continues to be investigated. Matt, what did you have? Well, I was just going to say some of these, um, you know, NFL football players, for example, will take bonuses of, and, you know, of Bitcoin and transfer that to other people too. They'll pay people Bitcoin as opposed to actual dollars. And I, I feel like um, there is a strong movement of popular people, maybe stars, movie stars, or NFL football players or NBA basketball players to kind of build this value in Bitcoin and mm -hmm. cryptocurrencies. And so you can, you can maybe have that be our conspiracy today if mm -hmm. you want, but there might be some sort of conspiracy as conspiratorial aspect of this. Um, or not, or maybe it's just they see there, there's value in it and they want to, um, you know, move this ahead, uh, yeah. you know, worried about the value of the dollar, which is a valid concern. Um, yeah. We've seen the inflation increase, as Robert has mentioned. So who knows? We've, we've seen examples where governments take control of currencies. They can even seize funds. They can, <laughs> they can audit you or seize or freeze funding whenever they want. And this decentralized currency in which you would have to seize a majority of these millions of computers all around the world, which is not feasible, it's not doable. And so there's an attractiveness. So the first thing is people are trading these things like stocks is kind of one thing I noticed. They really aren't using them as currencies. But these, this other crowd, like Matt mentioned, some people are taking their salaries in Bitcoin or bonuses. I see some New York politicians took their salary this last year in Bitcoin, for example. Professional athletes are jumping on board. Some of these celebrities were paid in Bitcoin to do those Super Bowl commercials. I thought that was interesting. And so they are preparing themselves almost for maybe an increase in value so they can trade them like stocks or for them to be actual currencies of the future, which would make yeah, them yeah. even more valuable. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's a really important point you bring up, Brandon, because the the original intent of cryptocurrency was not to be a new stock market investment strategy. It's meant to be transactional in a way that you know you can transfer money from one person to another with very low transaction fees and very secure because you know we're really lucky in the United States and 
in a lot of civilized countries where, you know, we can easily have money protected in a bank, we can transfer it. But there's a lot of people in countries that they don't have access to a banking system that can be trusted. And so this cryptocurrency, you know, anybody who has a smartphone, and actually the statistics are, there's more people in the world with a smartphone than people who have access to banking products. So if you have a smartphone, anybody with a smartphone can trade cryptocurrency, gets the QR code, and I could give you value and it's secure. Someone can't just steal that from me. They could steal my smartphone, but as long as I protected my passwords and stuff, you know, that's mine. That's the key to the, the safety of like a Bitcoin. They can't hack the blockchain, but they can, they, they would have to hack your Coinbase account. They would have to hack your wallet, your, your, yep. your crypto wallet, so to speak. And that does happen. That, that, that's fairly common. But, but so is hacking bank accounts in general. That's tale as old as time, right? Yeah. yeah, so that's interesting. So it's, it's being traded as an actual commodity, an actual yeah, stock. Yeah, so if anybody is familiar like with Venmo, though, I think that's a yeah. perfect way. Venmo is not yeah. cryptocurrency, but the way we've become very accustomed to just transferring money through Venmo. Yeah. That's how cryptocurrencies can transfer. Yeah, absolutely. That quickly and uh, efficiently, small fees here and there for, for certain types of transactions, depending on the coin that you're using. And then there's the, the potential for them to be actual currencies of the future, which I thought was really interesting. If you're paying attention to what Facebook and some of these other technology companies are doing with the metaverse, this virtual world that they're building, these cryptocurrencies could have a lot to do with, uh, with how we live within those virtual worlds, how we exchange goods and purchase goods in this virtual world. Which that metaverse is super creepy, and we're going to do a whole episode on that. And that that's right around the corner, right around the corner. That thing's going to be built out, and uh, who knows what will happen. creepy about that. Who knows what will happen in there. And then you mentioned the, the thousands and thousands of different coins that there are that exist out there. Thousands. That's a lot. New ones are created every day. There's some legit ones, but I just say, you know, we're, we're saying a lot, you know, this isn't financial advice, but beware of what you're doing out there because there are a lot of fraudulent actors out there who would be willing to defraud you. So, you know, just be careful. Yeah. And a lot of them are clones or forks or breakoffs of Bitcoin. Like Litecoin is just kind of Bitcoin with a new an improved algorithm, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then you got the Dogecoin, which was created as a joke, but mm-hmm. now has taken hold. That is currently worth 12 cents as of this recording. 12, 12 cents, cents per Dogecoin. Yeah. Litecoin sitting at $103 per coin. Ethereum is a super popular one where you can, we won't go into that too much, where people can actually have uh, digital contracts and exchanges and storage and anyway uh, they can process all of that through ethereum and and there's certain coins that are that are assigned to that that could be its own episode by itself mm-hmm. that's also that's the second or third most popular cryptocurrency in the world yeah there's so many thousands and you're exactly right robert you got to be careful the yeah. the aggregate of all cryptocurrencies right now as of this recording again i keep saying that because we'll get to it 
is about $2.1 trillion. Can you believe that? It's chump change. Crazy. Yeah, of all cryptocurrencies together. Yeah, but to summarize, you know, like, why should you care? You know, all these government currencies out there, you know, we're experiencing inflation, um, having governments involved and being able to, you know, threaten another government of we're going to cut off your money supply. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on with Ukraine and Russia right now. And talk about how, like, they're going to be cut off from the financial system, but they're like, jokes on you, we have crypto. Um, So we're not cut off. So, so like, that's one reason you should care. But also, like, crypto could be the thing that, not to say, like, that unites us as a world, but it's a common, it could be a common currency to where you can trade money anywhere across the globe. It's a one-world currency. Yeah, <laughs> I don't is. think we're there, there yet, is. but <laughs> one of these coins or different cryptocurrencies is going to come out as the ultimate winner. And who knows which one that's going to be. And since and, it's digital, pretty soon they can just tattoo that on your arm or something. There you go. For example, and maybe you, uh, you could just Ooh. use that to trade. Yeah, to employ that when I need it. That is, but but you <laughs> see the signs of it, Matt. It. Matt, yeah, know, Matt's right? not talking complete craziness here. He, he, there's there's signs that are pointing to some of these things, and yeah, golly, go read some books from back in the day. They're they're predicting mm-hmm. some of this as well, and and. Robert, you mentioned the heartbreaking events that are happening. This uh, We're at the end of February in 2022 here when Russia has invaded Ukraine. And you see these long lines of people at the ATMs. And the ATMs are failing as people are scrambling to get something that, that is valuable. At least they think it holds value so that they can survive as they become these refugees of this super sad thing that we're watching. Yeah. I, yeah, and that, and crypto could could solve situations like that if if more people assign value to crypto. I, I think there's uh, there's some some value there. But I think a lot of it, and this is something we should talk about, is you know what can you do with cryptocurrency right now? Are we talking about right what today. you can do? What, yeah, what can, can I you do, do right? today with it? If I have a Bitcoin, what can I do with it? Well, it, okay. So in researching this, we, we all watched a documentary about cryptocurrency, right? And I think if you guys remember, there was a coffee shop owner in there that was taking cryptocurrency as form of a payment. So I think that that some of, you know, of that is still in, in, in its infancy. So you'll find businesses that are willing to take cryptocurrency and trade for something, a good or service or whatever. And I think that you'll eventually start to see a little bit more of that as we go. So right now, maybe that's not so much and it's, it's just kind of uh, beginning, but eventually I think you'll see a lot of people, a lot of storefronts, a lot of online businesses, that kind of thing, start to accept some cryptocurrency as form of payment for yep. things. So there's, there's that. Um, investments as well. I think a lot of what's happening now are people are making some money from this just like it's stocks and they're trading this stuff just like it's stocks. And so that's also what you can do with that. You can get yourself a a Coinbase account, invest a little bit of money in there, buy some doggy coin like you call it, Robert. (laughs) And, uh, you know, if that value increases for the next week or two or whatever, and you double your money, you can then transfer that back into the form of a U.S. dollar and use that for whatever you want. 
Not that yep. we're recommending you do that, by the way, but that, that's mm-hmm. an totally example. up to you. That's Again, an example. this is not financial, not financial advice. advisors. We're not yeah. financial advisors. You that, can that take that a... to the bank. But yeah, so there are some companies that are accepting it. Like there, there's a story from many years ago about a guy that ordered a pizza um, and he convinced the, the pizza company to do it. And I think it costs like whatever, yeah. you know, Bitcoin at the time, which at the time was worth absolutely nothing, like dollars. And I just hope that that pizza place hung on to those coins. You know, they did Because, didn't. yeah, they probably were like, what the hell is this, you know? So <laughs> could be really worth something. So I think in order for crypto to become mainstream, more businesses and people have to be willing to transact on it. But the fact that there was so many Super Bowl commercials about it tells me like the time is ripe. And so people need to be learning about this, whether you're going to get into it or not, like you should understand it and have an idea because I think this will be a big part of our lives moving forward. There's a push for it for sure. The powers that be are uh, really wanting to push this forward. So that's, that's where I'm at. One world. uh, Yeah. If there's yeah, so currency, there's so, so much one money. thing. Well, one thing we may want to reference is there's actual governments that are trying to discourage this. Um, in some places, it's actually illegal to deal in cryptocurrency. Um, but if you listen to the talking heads of like these big Wall Street firms and stuff like that, they're they're very much discouraging this movement. And it if crypto is discouraging it, right? large banks satan yeah no large, large banks are discouraging this they right hate because it. well they are what, because what happens there they lose their power well it removes the need for a centralized bank if i can transfer money directly to and we have no middleman then there's not a bank that needs to store this fund these funds so yeah like big banks don't like it like the federal reserve definitely doesn't like it and there's a congressman who's actually trying to outlaw crypto in the united states and so it's a definitely a hot topic and i bet he gets his kickbacks from the banks just saying he probably I, got logically i bet he does he is on their payroll who knows yeah, and then uh for example china recently announced crypto cryptocurrencies are illegal china so uh, to mm-hmm. your point it's here, China. China said, hey, we're losing out on all of our power, all of our leverage, and we don't like that. Stop dealing with each other. Right. Come back to us. It's illegal now. Yeah. They, you can't even mine Bitcoin in China, Mm-mm. let alone exchange it. It's illegal, illegal, illegal. It's like we've reverted back to the olden days when we were trading chickens for cows. It's pretty cool. Yeah. At least the the theory, right? Where I can send something directly to you without a middleman. That's that's, that's well, right. and you know all the tariffs and stuff we put on to control other countries to get them to do our way and our bidding. Like if everybody goes crypto, then governments could collapse. And so we're at a point of yeah. this is super interesting. It's going to be interesting to see what happens, but. There are some governments also embracing cryptocurrency. El Salvador being one of them. This is worth looking up, people. Google El Salvador and what they're doing with Bitcoin. They are the, as of December 2021, so just a, just a couple months ago, 
they're the only country in the world to allow Bitcoin as legal tender. So they, they are jumping into the cryptocurrency realm full uh, head first. It seems like they built and are currently funding a Bitcoin city at the base of a volcano and taking advantage of the geothermal energy necessary to mine Bitcoin. So not only have they funded the city Why with not? Bitcoin, it continues to fund itself with mining Bitcoin. And they, they've found a way to do it with the, the, the high costs of energy, and uh, yeah. which is also what Super some people, creative. A, lot yeah. of, uh, a lot of people have hated that. that you know, there's some it. people that are using their Teslas to mine <laughs> Bitcoin, and they go park at the Tesla supercharger network that, you know, they don't have to pay for, and sit in Netflix, chill, and mine Bitcoin. Like using the Wi-Fi at McDonald's. Yeah. Hey, if you are brave. <laughs> yeah, if it works for you. So, yeah, so I think cryptocurrency is something we should care about. There are is limited things you can do with it today. Um, I haven't seen it become mainstream from like a transactional piece. But, you know, if you would have asked me about Venmo three years ago, okay. I okay. probably wouldn't have thought Venmo would take off. But every good comparison. Yeah, every service provider I've had in my home for the last year, and we've done flooring, we've done a bunch of stuff. I've paid almost all of them through Venmo. And so the fact that people have gotten so used to just transacting money by, they show me the QR code on their phone, I scan, I can transfer value to them. And that's that's honestly what crypto is. The only difference is Venmo is I'm transferring US dollars back and forth through the banking system. Crypto is I'm transferring a certain amount of value that I have in my crypto wallet to someone else. That both parties have to agree right. has value. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's, man, it's interesting stuff. And as of right now, this is February 2022. It is not mainstream. But mm -hmm. man, is it in the mainstream eye. I mean, especially since that Super Bowl. We're getting day. close. We may point to the Super Bowl February 2022 as a pivotal time in our in our history as, as, as humanity, maybe. Yeah. I mean, the Super Bowl is a really a cool thing. Deal. That, you know, I mean, lots of people watching it and people are talking about it, but I, I want to say like, I've got a friend who back in like 2010, like I had never even heard what <clears throat> cryptocurrency was and he got into it and bought some or mined some. I don't know how he actually acquired it, but when it was worth like almost nothing, that that dude has since now retired. He's younger than me, traveling the world, you know, all because he took a risk and put, you know, some of his money into this and it grew and it escalated. And, you know, people have been able to do that. Now, can the average individual to do it today who knows people are predicting like a coin could be worth a million dollars i don't know whether to believe that or not but robert um fortune favors the brave yeah exactly but that's not advice that's not financial thing. advice we're not, not saying everybody financial should do advice. it but here is something that i picked up on this documentary we watched and the documentary was really good matt recommended it but it's called crypto cryptopia bitcoin the future of the internet there was some really good stuff about like the history of it it goes a lot deeper than we went today but and i can't remember who said it in there 
but he basically says, you know, the biggest financial mistake that you could make right now is to own an amount of Bitcoin that you can't afford to lose because it's super risky. You may lose it. But then the thing he points out is the second biggest financial mistake is to not own any because an unmaterial exposure could change your life. Yeah. All right. So that's it for today's episode of the Assuminati podcast, where we talked about cryptocurrency. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. Join us again next week, where we're going to dive into the exciting world of NFTs. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else that you may listen to podcasts. Share with your friends and family, like us on Facebook, comment what you thought of today's episode. But until next week, have a great one. Bye. Have a great one. Ciao. Robert just NFTs'd the next episode. Hey. NFTs. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Cleaning your glasses. Yeah, they're a little foggy. I should put in my contacts so you guys can see my true beauty, but... Yeah. see your true <laughs> colors Shining through Ooh. All I'll say is I like the doggy coin the best because it has... Dodge coin? It's doggy coin. It's doggy coin. It's doge. <laughs> I think it's he doge. named it after his dog. Welcome, 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 everybody. We should get one of those little boards with the little thingy. I take four million. Yeah. Oh, my lights went out again. Hold on a second. Ooh. Welcome to um, Crypto After Dark. Crypto After Dark. Photography. Yeah. All right, there we go. Let there be light.